Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Hey, yeah, there it is. I love it. This now, time it's a foursome. This time it's a foursome. Woo! Hey, ah, thanks for having go. us. We we had we had one scheduled and one scheduled brought a friend and we we're like let's party. Hey, symmetry is always more attractive. I always with, is. I right? roll with the crew. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of rolling in, who do we got here on the show today? We uh, got David Matranga, Mortgage by Matranga, powered by New American Funding. I love that. Powered by. And, and I'm Horacio Hernandez, and my group, uh, Sunny San Diego Real Estate Team, sits at HomeSmart in Mission Valley. Beautiful Mission Valley. Now, the beautiful part about Mission Valley is you got all kinds of stuff. The bad side is when it rains, it, it just rivers there. Get the canoe out. Right. right. We, so we have a, an office, and you step down into it. And so they didn't <laughs> learn. I guess the valley didn't give it away, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The valley did not give it away. All right, gentlemen. So first of all, I want to say thank you guys for being on the podcast. Um, it takes guts to come on a show when you've never done one before. Throwing on the headphones is a whole new uh, way of hearing my voice and hearing your own voice. So, you know, welcome and thanks for being on. And then, of course, because you guys went on Facebook Live, not everybody does that. You'd be surprised. <laughs> we went live with it. If you're going to do it, do it big. If you're going to do it, do it big. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> He's shaking just a little bit, but, you know, that's cool. Pluck the feathers and let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, thanks let's, for having us Let's talk some real estate. Let's talk some real estate. All right. So, uh, let's see. Who do I want to dress first? Let's start with with uh, Horacio here. How did I say Horacio? Really? Horacio. 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 You wanted the, the Spanish version, right? I do. I do. Uh, so <clears throat> I used to go by Ron. My mom used to say go by Ron, and now I'm officially Horacio again. It's funny because my name's Hernan, but growing up it was always Hernan, and yeah. then my mom and my parents and family just says Nan. So, and then I got the chinky eyes, so <laughs> you go non, they think it's Vietnamese or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, just as long as you call me for business, I'm good. Right? Whatever you call me, <laughs> just call me. the number at this point? Go for it. Yeah, 619-855-6255. Broker Horacio. <laughs> See? And he doesn't plug anywhere, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me a little bit. Why Why? Why'd you get into real estate? When did that happen? What, what, what prompted you to be in this type of business? So I know I only look 18, but I'm actually 43. And the way that I got into real estate was I applied for a job in high school. And then what happens is that you are your own boss. I was an independent contractor. I learned real estate from the ground up, doing marketing, doing um, anything, assistant work, front desk. And I found my passion. You know, I love helping people. I love, I do uh, real estate a little bit different. Um, I really love the economics aspect to it, the financial advice. I believe that real estate is part of your investment portfolio. It should always be that way. And what makes me happy about real estate is when you tell me, hey, I have a young child that one day I want to put through school with this with this money or, you know, one day I want to take care of my mom in this home. Those are the things that I love helping people do. So, you know, in addition to finding the right home, because it is a home, 
I also want it to make sense for your investment. And that's what I've done consistently over a number of years. Um, and I take a really unique stance in how I do real estate and do it from the ethical perspective. That's, dude, that's unique. Very rarely, I mean, I can honestly say, I don't think I've talked to anybody on the show yet that takes a financial planning approach to buying real estate. Almost everybody, mainly because, you know, a lot the when you do talk to somebody about either buying their first home or maybe in the move up basis, it's always about how many bedrooms, how many bath, what am I looking for, uh, you know, what area of town, what school district, that sort of thing. But rarely do they do you take it to the next level of financial planning, which is absolutely true. I mean, it's the largest investment you're going to make. And at the same time, you're going to enter new tax regulations you're gonna you know schedule a for example um and i like the fact of retirement everybody talks about that uh having you know 30 year fix and having a, a home free and clear at the end but it's something that's so far away sometimes 30 years is so far away that it doesn't get discussed at the beginning of the transaction so tell me a little bit about that by the way <clears throat> well i think when you look at real estate over a historical 30 year and i'm not going to be that person to quote stats <laughs> but you know you're always almost always guaranteed appreciation whatever that may be whether it's nine percent whether it's eight percent however there are individual fluctuations and those are the things that i try to make sure that my clients can accommodate for for example one of the things the reason why i believe that my method works is because instead of just being the home I go back to tried and true principles, and that is location, location, location. When you when you go when you default to that, and you take into account schools, um, location, obviously transportation, all of those other things, it's hard to look at real estate <clears throat> because so many things they cross. Like the schools affect your profitability. It affects whether you have a sound investment. Um, all of those th those things cross, and so when I talk to a client, it really does start with talking about what some of their long-term goals, what some of their short-term goals. Um, I've been very blessed to help a lot of service people. And with that comes another set of things, you know, in terms of orders, in terms of a finite amount of time being in an area. And so I try to align my clients to, to buy properties, to sell properties that will help them make money and they'll have a sound investment. And, then, and let's take a look at that because because uh, a lot of the financial aspects uh, comes with being w comes with working with a good partner, right? And so you brought uh, I'm not even I was gonna try it again I was gonna try the last <laughs> name again, but all right. So you brought David with you here, who's who's who does the the lending part, and that's a huge aspect, right? Because when somebody's gonna come in, it's do they have season money? Is it three and a half percent? Is it a VA loan? Is it whatever it's gonna be? This is the guy to come to on your team anyways to uh, figure out what's the deal? How's it going to happen? Can they even get into a home? Yeah, so, absolutely. I like working with Horacio in that regards because the first thing he touched on was understanding his client before making any recommendations. It's like they say when you go to the doctor, they can't just you know write you a script. As soon as you walk through the door, they have to figure out what's going on with you. Uh, some of us wish they did, right? <laughs> right. So, I mean, he really drills down and finds out what their story is, where they're going. And that helps me tremendously because then I can pair loan products and um, supply advice to fit along with that plan and really make sure that they're taking care of not just this transaction, but the transaction after and their life moving forward. Uh, and, and yeah, for sure. Making sure that they understand what type of product they're getting into. I mean, we had big troubles back in uh, 2007, 2008 uh, for, you know, a lot of people buying into properties that they couldn't necessarily afford 
without being disclosed what kind of uh, loans they were getting, even though I kind of feel like they did know for the most part. <laughs> they just are saying Possible they did know. Possible though. deniability, that sort of thing, right? But anyways, but that's, that's kind of one of those things, right? When, when you're stepping into this world where you've never known what homeownership is like, you've always just rented, you've, you, if something broke, you called your landlord, it's a completely different ballgame when you're switching over to becoming a homeowner, right? So, so okay, these are all technical things, and those are all great in real estate. But you've been in real estate for a long time now, right? That's correct. Okay, so tell me some cool stuff about real estate, some stuff that makes it fun, that makes it worth you sticking around in the business for that long. Well, first of all, David, it's not just someone I work with. It's someone I, I trust. So when I pass a client to David, I feel very confident that he's in the best cap- that they are in the best capable hands. So that's why David and I work together. We, we feel very comfortable working together, but also because we have the same mindset and that is really taking care of the client. The cool things, the stories. So I've been able to help over the number of years and these are on my website, brokerhorasio.com. There's a lot of testimonials. So for example, I remember when I first started in real estate and I had bought a house on credit just like this. And what I wound up doing was I was, it was 2001, I think I was about 25. And I wound up writing myself a convenience check, a credit card check to close my house for $17,000. And I remember thinking to myself, how am I going to pay this? <laughs> I had just sold my very first condo and that was a $250,000 condo in San Mateo, California. And I had no idea how I was going to pay for it. And my mom was going through cancer the first time. And she looked at, and I was wigging out and I said, hey, how am I going to do this? And she looked at me and she goes, dumber people have done it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and at that time, I, I, I kind of laughed about it, but I'm like, you're not supposed to say that about your son. <laughs> but think, good things happen when you do the right thing. Buying that house provided um, not only a nest egg for me, but also for my family. It was also the place where my mom had cancer. In taking my mom to all of her chemo appointments, I met a gentleman who was looking at my pants. He was going through chemotherapy at the same time as my mom. And I said, why are you all up in my pants? Right. <laughs> now, that's so, how you start a conversation, right? right? Why, why are you all up <laughs> in my pants? Come back from that. But they were UC Davis pants, and that's where I went to college. And his son had graduated from that school as well. Anyways, he wound up being terminal. He wound up passing away a few years later, and I wound up selling that house. The first day that I wound up at that house was a widow with no no heat in that house at all, coughing. She made me top ramen. I sold her house within about a week and a half, if that. Those are the stories that keep me going. Because at the end, we sold that house and she was able to move to where she eventually was going to be near her kids, and that was closer to Sacramento. So those are the things that make me happy. The carpet and all of that kind of jazz that comes with selling a home is just part of it. You know, I love those stories, how I affect people's lives, how I touch their lives. Because at the end, you know, I've been very blessed to have people help me throughout my life. And I feel that this is my way of doing the same as well. And Horacio, just for kicks, I mean, back then, what was the interest rate on a credit card check? <laughs> that, that was a little crazy. So be, be beyond the introductory 0.0, 0 
Um, I think it was about 24% is what I wound up paying. And it was like an Uncle Visa, Uncle MasterCard type. Uh, I think I think we were trading in stones or I think I think it was the gold standard at that point. Thank you for telling me that. He said way back when. <laughs> way back or, when. Or, way or like back when. The Flintstones they used to uh, trade in seashells. Yeah, there right. You go, there you I was go. looking for my Wilma and she never Jeez. came. Right? <laughs> no pearls. No. Well, so well, because we got the baby in the room, so that, that makes a difference. <laughs> Did you even watch the Flintstones? Uh, you know, I, I have seen the Flintstones. You guys, are, that's the one where like they have the dinosaurs helping them work. Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the cartoon though, not the live action movie. I was movie. gonna say yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. I've seen two live action movies <laughs> on, on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Just call, him, call me Barney Rubble. There you go. No, no, I mean. For real, dude. I mean, that was a different time. You said it was a uh, two thousand one or so. Two thousand one, and and it was a different time. Um, so at that time, we didn't have the internet. I know, yes. scary, right? right? We didn't have that. We had MLS that you had. Um, I think at that time we had caught up to regular paper, but before then we were on rollers. Oh, okay. So you know, real estate has changed quite a bit since then. But what hasn't changed for me is the way that I do my business, and that's an adherence to integrity. One of the things that I don't do is represent a buyer and a seller in a transaction. I only represent one. And I believe that my clients deserve 100% of my focus. That's why I do what I do. And so that adherence has allowed me to make a comfortable life, to buy and sell my own properties. And those are the things that I bring to a transaction, including helping you navigate. What I see nowadays is buyers um, with the red fins, with the Zillows, uh, with all of those other products that allow quite a bit of information is overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of buyers overwhelmed and in the process, they get stuck in that process. They get stuck two years later, not not having bought a house. Um, I met a client at an open house that David and I were together at, uh, coincidentally. And I asked them how long that they had been looking for a home. And they had been looking for a home for over two years. Over to you. I know. I, no, I, I, every, you every jaw is dropping right, on the table here. Looking. Well, you know what, though? I mean, because, well, how do you define looking at this point, right? Because if, if I'm just scrolling through, you know, I've been looking at an Instagram feed for a long time. Does you know, It doesn't necessarily mean I'm shopping. Maybe at the point that you spoke to them, it was it was one of those where, like, now I'm ready to take action. Or maybe I'm, I'm just done looking. And you're going to set me, you're going to open up the door to, okay, well, if you really are interested, take step one. And then let's take step two. And then let's take step three. Well, the way that I define looking is when you've started and you still don't own. <laughs> that's a simple, that's a simple <laughs> that, that's definition. That's a simple I love thing. When you keep on cutting checks to your to your landlord, you haven't bought and you, you, you've not looked. You've been looking, looking to, too long. You've been looking too long. And it, it, David knows me quite well. And uh, these folks are going to get to know me. I can't hide my emotions. All right? <laughs> I'm a cancer, a little lonely cancer. But... I can't hide my emotions and you know what happened at that point was my jaw dropped and I said what's wrong with you <laughs> I asked them what's wrong with them straight up like that what's open ended question yeah hey, right. what's wrong with you uh, what do you what do you what, what do you mean what's wrong regard? by Wednesday we had them pre-approved and then I had sold them a house um, in North Park in Cherokee Point for 465 that I feel they could have turned around and sold it for about 525 that's what I do is you know with buyers they're adverse to getting into a car with a stranger and i get that too mm -hmm. but that's the way real estate is along the way we get to talk about and sometimes i bring my lenders along as well 
but we get to talk about what their needs are. That's where that takes place for me. A lot of agents will sit across the table and, you know, hand them a cup of coffee and fill out this checklist. That's a great strategy. But the way that I do things is I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to tell me, hey, you know what? I plan on selling in a couple of years. Tell me about remodeling, you know, a, a living room or remodeling a kitchen. And we get to know each other because the reality is you're trusting me with your finances. And that's not something that I don't take seriously. I take it very seriously. That's why I made the decision to not represent both parties. That's why I make the decision to show you a property. If you want to see it 30 times, we're going to go back and see it 30 times. That's going to be your future home. And that's why I surround myself with lenders like David, because I know in taking care of some of my some of my clients, some of our clients together, he spent quite a bit of time with them, getting to know them as well, really digging down, making sure that the right product is available for that client. So in addition to a house, you know, a loan is just as important. And so that's why um, I invited David, because I feel that together we do represent buyers very effectively on the selling side. I do that. I have yet more stories, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to monopolize, not monopolize this because I can. But go ahead. All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, what, what are you seeing as far as um, hurdles that, that buyers need to overcome to get qualified to, in, in like today's market, for example, prices being at where they are? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I really love lending. Um, every single file is like a puzzle to me. You have to figure out, you know, what pieces are missing, where they fit, what needs to be done. Um, and I tell all my realtor partners, it's always drills down to CCIP, right? Cash, credit, income, and property. If you have those four figured out, everything else can work. If there's something that needs to be massaged into place, I always like to put myself into every loan. What I mean by that is I put myself in the client's shoes. I take a look at the loan, the features, the different options, and I tell myself if this was me, what option would I want to take, what direction would I want to go, and what would be best for me at this point in time. And in always thinking about it like that, I have a clear, clear mind, great ethic. I know that they're going to be in the right product, right service, and I'm uh, doing the right thing by them because I would never put them in a situation that I wouldn't put myself. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's 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 a scary thing to take on that much debt. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's one of those when you when you were saying that you know getting in a car with a stranger when it comes to the real estate transaction. I mean, that's part of it. Being able to trust the agent is is definitely a part of it. The other part is taking on that massive debt. It's the largest purchase any of us will ever have. It's the largest debt any of us mm-hmm. will have, right? And so that's that's being obligated to that kind of mortgage payment. I think is one of those things that as an agent and as a lender, you need to help them understand the benefits of it long-term, right? Like, yeah, you might be paying a couple extra hundred bucks compared to the rent that you're paying right now, but let's fast forward the clock five years, 10 years. Where's where's rent gonna be at that point? Because I, I say this all the time, you never hear a landlord say, hey, the market's down, let's lower your rent. Nope. Right, that does not happen. Mm-hmm. And so over time, if you're looking at it, you know, I mean, I don't like statistics as much either because 50% of the time people aren't going to listen anyways. I'm just <laughs> and, 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 and the statistic, right? <laughs> right. And the statistic. <laughs> right. So, but, but yeah, if you look forward in time, there's going to be that change. And it's better to have that 30-year fix now and understand where you're gonna where you're at today and that it's gonna stay that way until it becomes zero. Absolutely. Right? And and this is this is the top benefit. All being in charge of your own fate. Having All. convenience, support, I mean everything there, it's it's your call. But it requires an explanation. It requires a team effort. And that's why when when because because when when a when a real estate agent hands off a client to a lender, oftentimes there's a disconnect there. Right? It's if I send somebody to you and did you call them? 
Did you follow up with them? Uh, where are they at in the pipe? Right. Once you have a good relationship with a real estate agent, I think that's why you continue to work together is mm-hmm. because he knows that when I send you client A, client A is going to get a phone call, is going to get a follow up email. You're going to not only talk to client A, but you're going to go back to the realtor and say, hey, this is what's going on with the file. This is where we're at. This is where we need to be. And it goes all the way to closing that way. It's a full team effort. 100%. Right? Absolutely. So that when you get invited to a podcast, you bring them with you. Exactly. <laughs> a surprise, right? No, and you're absolutely right. And that's why we surround each other with like individuals. You know, with me, what I always say is that you never get any pressure at all. You know, because we, we don't, you don't need that when you're making one of the biggest decisions of your life. Um, that's with me. You can go back to the property as many times as you like. With David, I know he spent countless hours in person. Uh, myself as well or sometimes we will work together at at an open house and again to explain some of the things hey if you want to buy a home you need to you need qualify for a loan it is funny but a lot of buyers don't do that Mm -hmm. they don't do that and you know we all have our own path to ownership that's why i believe in it wholeheartedly but it is more difficult when you don't have the right people there for you the real estate agent the loan agent uh, the insurance guy Who's going to help you make some of those big decisions that not only keep you from, you know, from it keeps you it, it keeps you having a great investment, and that's that's why we work together. And it takes a little bit of handholding. Like we we've told this story before. We bought our first house when we when I was twenty, he was nineteen. We bought our first house together, and it's not that we were geniuses or we knew something better. It's that the agent said, "Here we go. Let me hold your hand." You need to get these documents together. Okay, you got them together. Great. I'm going to take them to my lender. They're going to call you. Okay, now you get pre-approved. Great. Now we can go looking at houses. Which one do you like? Great. Let's fill out the application. By the way, when we filled it out, it was carbon copy. So just, just throwing <laughs> it out there, that. right? <laughs> so they, half by 14, right? Yeah, exactly. Legal paper, carbon copy. You know, here's your copy. Here's their copy. So, But, but that was the process, right? It's not that we knew anything that other 19, 20-year-olds didn't know. <laughs> we, we only knew what 19 and 20-year-olds new but a team came together to help us get from point a to point b to point c and that's that's what i see at least with you guys here i mean aside from the real estate transactions the little conversations we had before the little fun stuff that you do you know it takes more than just you know a good business relationship because i'm imagining that all the clients you work with have become your friends mm-hmm. so is the first step absolutely absolutely and i think beyond the friendship it really they really take away that that we we gave them great service you know that that we we did what we what we promised we were going to do i just closed a deal today um on a property in normal heights it was a townhouse it was a condo and it, it's really it was it got a little hairy um, because in the process we uncovered that this association um didn't have a lot of reserves and so those are the things that when you when you're investing in your own home in your first home, it is not a given. You know, talk to an agent, whether it's me, uh, whether it's someone else, about your investment, because in this situation, everything worked out. But in a lot of other situations, buyers won't qualify for a loan. Depends on the owner occupancy rate. Mm-hmm. So it is possible to not make the best decision in real estate. So you need to. You need to kind of work with the right people. Um, and that's that's where I'm going to continue to plug myself because I, I know that I have a different standard of service. But I'll send yeah. it back to you before no, I do that. that. That was actually a really good point because 
what buyer knows that you have to look at the HOA and they have to have a certain amount of reserves before you can even qualify for particular financing, right? Some real estate so, professionals don't even know. Some that. real estate professionals don't exactly. Right. So that's that's something that that an experienced lender or an experienced real, realtor is going to look at. Okay, yeah, this complex only has eight units and it has an HOA. Well, let's look at the HOA's finances and make sure that we're good to go, right? The CCNRs and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. you know those things are vitally important to the transaction. If if they don't have the reserves that are necessary that might not close you might be saying a different tune you could have been saying something like that deal didn't close <laughs> luckily you got a good uh, you got a good loan guy here i it, yes david didn't help me on this loan per se but he has helped me in the past um there are those kind of pitfalls that you do want to look into um in 2016 i sold my own condo for those specific reasons so people always ask me you know do you rent do you own i've owned a house i've owned investment property i've owned a condo but when it doesn't ha- be, when it stops being advantageous to own, that's when I make those tough decisions. Um, I sold my condo because we didn't have the reserves. We had years and years of water intrusion. We had a master policy that was canceled at one point. I was the president of the board, and under me, we had to go from 225 HOA to 399 with projected solvency in three years. Ouch. So, ouch is right. Uh, <laughs> 2017 was our wet year and they replaced that roof. And so most likely they had a special assessment. These are all the terms that, that buyers should know, but they're not inherent. You know, this comes after 25 years of experience talking about reserve studies, talking about um, operating budgets, talking about uh, all these different things, quorums, all of these different terms. So when you're, when you're choosing an agent, make, ask, ask those questions interview them because it does make a difference there are some great new agents there's some some great older agents there's some seasoned agents they're all over the place but again if your specific need is to to buy a condo talk to someone who does that effectively um who who specializes in an area so we're we're here in central san diego but i go all the way to north county i go all the way down to south county go all the way to east when i i when i believe that i cannot effectively represent a buyer I will go ahead and hand it off. I will hand it off. I will refer it to an agent. I don't go to Menifee because I don't know that area. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think and that... he does, yeah. to, to his point, I mean, he, he backs up his his, uh, his talk. I've seen him do it before. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can definitely represent a home here and from here in Sacramento. You're, you're licensed in the state of California. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean you'd be the best agent there, right? But it, but you, you definitely have to know, you know, at least it, it's part of having a good organization and being able to understand that it's the benefit of the client it's in the client's interest to hand it off to somebody who is an expert in that area right and i don't mean to criticize other agents you know i I tend to again um i'm always going to take the opportunity to, to stress how i'm different but i don't i i do quite a bit of business with other agents that do it quite effectively i i in my from my own personal experience feel that real estate is a local thing um, and that's why I really stress the things like location, 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 and then those secondary things, the things that the finances behind the house, the finances behind the, an HOA, those little things that later on can be a problem uh, and your investment isn't as sound. That's where I do business differently because I look at the financial aspect of it. When I sold my condo, I'm not sure whether the buyer, had he read the HOAs, would have bought it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I did what I needed to. I hired an agent and people ask me, why did you hire an agent? You're a broker associate. 
I, I, I did that because I would have been the president of the board. I would have been the listing agent and I would have been the principal on a transaction. So and no conflict of interest. No, no conflict of interest. <laughs> and so what I did was disclose it. And then their agent was able to give them representation with regard to any of the specifics in the HOA documents. And so I, I, I hope that he got the right representation. But that's what I do really well. And especially because a lot of first time home buyers, gra- they, they gravitate towards a condo or they gravitate towards a small house or a townhouse. And those are the things that I take a lot of great pride in is because if it's going to help you get to your ultimately to the point where you want to be, whether it's a house, whether it's a million dollar house, you need to start off strong. And that's where, you know what, if it takes some time and we're sitting there at the table with David going through HOA docs, oh, getting feedback. (laughs) Um, Those are the things that I, those are the things of my job that I take pleasure in because it's going to help you have a sound investment. Yeah, and it's, it's always nice to help people get into those those first starter homes because once you build that relationship, you provide them the service that you're talking about that helps them achieve their initial goal. When they're ready to move up, they're going to call you again because of the experience they had with you initially. And then you're going to move up and help them get the next level home. Or maybe you're helping them level up and get an investment property or whatever it is because of the experience. And and just in the way you're speaking about these things, by the way, saying, you know, you're using a lot of accounting words that people would like, you know, go over their head. But um, but that that shows to the point of experience. I think when you're able, it's like when you when you see two doctors talking and they're speaking English, but you don't understand what they're saying, right? Because that lexicon is for that medical field. Oh, you just smart don't words, understand, smart words, right? <laughs> it's, it's like a dictionary for that word, right? That's what you're able to speak in that language, and you can clearly see that you speak realtor and HOA or finance very well, which means that you're able to ask the questions for your client. Because your client may not understand a question to ask. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't know that it's a question they should be asking. Well, I, I'm not sure that's a good thing, David. Because they- Well, you, you're very good at, at bringing it back down into terms that they understand and breaking it down. I love the way that you throw things out on the table and you can really just show them piece by piece and then how they all come together in a holistic view. And I think that's what we do great. I mean, pairing the loan with the real estate side and, and cre- treating it like a holistic uh, treatment all in one service, I mean, that's really advantageous for our clients. He really does bring it down because, I mean, he would look at you and say, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, you know what? I'm not going to say no to compliments. So <laughs> thank you. But however, after 25 years of real estate, you that's all I do is think real estate all the time. So again, you know, it, it sounds great, but you ask my mom and then she'll see the tears as well because <laughs> sometimes we are on pins and needles with these transactions. And especially with first-time home buyers, David can attest to this. We will do our best to get people into homes, but sometimes, you know, it's very challenging. You know, as a first time home buyer, just like myself, you know, a lot of these home buyers are not prepared. And so what I'm gonna say is don't don't give up hope. You know, don't give up hope. Keep on surrounding yourself with the right people, the right agents, the the lenders, so that you can prepare for a home. If it's not tomorrow, it's six months down the road. It's a year down the road. And then you'll be like these gentlemen who have this fabulous house here overlooking, overlooking San Diego. So, but we all start, you know, I started with a 90 year old house in the Bay Area, but you know, and now I'm renting. And what I want to do is buy a duplex for me and my mom. You know, we all have those stories. And so when, when you're sitting there surrounding yourself with the, the right people to purchase, to sell, 
you know, let your agent know what you what your ultimately what your goal is. Because again, you know, my, beyond real estate, beyond the floors and the hardwood and all of that, I want people to have sound investments because, you know, God bless me with my first house. And I know that I'm hoping that all the same thing for you folks. And I know rejection is a big piece of it. None of us want to be rejected. And I know that's a, a huge um, obstacle to overcome. And it, mm-hmm. it probably deters a lot of people away. But when you work with the right people, we never turn people away. We never give them a no, you can't do it. It's just a not right now. And what comes into play with that is putting in a plan, showing them the strategy the things that they need to work on, the things that they need to do, not just giving it to them, but also following up with them, breaking it down, reverse engineering their purchase on how they need to get to where they need to go, what needs to be done, and the timeline that it can be accomplished in. And when you work with people like that who put a plan in place, I mean, it, it takes a lot of the fear and, and uh, stress out of it because you know what you need to do. It's, it's not an uncertain, un- unaware you know, thing. You, you know the plan. As long as you stick to it, you'll get to where you want to go. It just becomes a consistency in how bad you want it. Make sure you do the same type of thing over and over again. Let me ask you a question, David. Kind of a toughy one, but um, when a new lender comes out, they get their license, they're going to be a new lender. What advice would you give them so that they start to build relationships with realtors like Horacio, Horacio here? You know, I think the biggest thing is when you come to realize you do business with people that you like and trust, right? So I think a lot of it is getting out there and meeting people. That's something that, again, it's a barrier that that people don't want to do. They don't want to put themselves out there. But you really need to put yourself out there with 100 different individuals to see who you mesh and click with. Because again, it is teamwork. It takes both ends working in unison together, great communication, knowing how each other works to get it accomplished. So, I mean, out of the agents that I work with, I can say that I truly connect and like all of them. And I think that's why we're successful together. And it's going to take going out and meeting some people that, you know, you you like, but you just can tell you're not going to be the right mix with. And so that's the biggest thing, just overcoming the hurdle, putting yourself out there, going out and putting yourself in a situation where you're going to come across and rub shoulders with people that you can schedule appointments with to see if you guys mesh, have a beer, have a coffee, go to lunch, um, visit offices, do whatever you need to do to kind of get out there and see what what's out there and, and what you mix with you kind of put yourself out there quite a bit quite you, a i mean bit. you were talking just a little while ago about that fear of rejection yeah absolutely because i mean let's be honest whatever shoes you're standing in you're always worried about being rejected mm-hmm. right whether you're a new lender you're like well the the mo is always go in and invite agents to coffee right but you're always afraid that the agents are going to say no mm-hmm. right and if you're a new agent you want to talk to some lenders but you're always like well i'm just a new lender or i'm just a new agent why are they going to come talk to me so what would you say on the on the flip side on the if, if you had a new agent coming on board what advice would you give them you know to get started and working with either a lender or just getting started in the business anyway where, where did i meet you an open house right we met at an open yeah so we, uh, I met David at an open house. It was a 125-year-old house Historical. on 2nd Avenue. And Historical? We, Historical. We yeah. swear the, the place was haunted. Oh, I, I, it was I, for I, sure. It was haunted, yeah. I mean, was, I, I came back twice, so right. I know for sure it was haunted, if anything, by me. It was Blair Witch. <laughs> I don't know what I don't, It was Blair Witch. I don't know what happened. Well, see, now you're showing your age, by the way, again. <laughs> by the way, that was the first date I ever took my wife was on Blair Witch. Oh, wow. Something <laughs> being chased through the woods? Like, really? Really? It was the only time. It was the only movie that was showing at the right time. At the drive-in. At the drive-in, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but... But David's right. We did meet at an open house. And, you know, when you talk about the advice to young realtors, first of all, get the free coffee. 
Okay. <laughs> Take the free Take coffee. Take the free coffee because you're not making any money. <laughs> um, but second of all, you never know who you're going to meet. And these are people, you know, that are with you sometimes at open houses where no one's coming. You know, David and I kept each other company through many open houses where nobody was coming. I mean, it was either too cold or it was too hot. But that's, you know, you surround yourself with the people that are also going to encourage you. Because real estate, if I'm talking to new agents, is very difficult. Mm-hmm. It is very, very difficult. Not to mention some of the, you know, educational deficiencies or any of that. It's just figuring out the model. Uh, when I started in real estate, we were the gatekeepers. We were the key, you know, no one had access to the MLS. And so, you know, my very first open house, I met a buyer and I sold her my very first condo. I remember it was... Uh, Mrs. Wiley, and I sold her a $241,000, no, excuse me, $251,000 condo in San Mateo, California. She worked for the police department, and her budget was $245 or something like that. And I set her up with a lender. This is before David was even born. <laughs> but I, but I, set her up, I set her up with a lender. He's all sweating. <laughs> He's all like, don't, don't, don't I, pair I me. I beard for a reason. reason. I'm old, all right? I swear I can do your loan. I know what I'm doing. But, um, but, but those are the things, you know, that I take great pride in. You know, in, 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 telling, in telling agents, you know, dumber people like myself have done it. You know, real estate really is if you really honor your clients, keep them um, as your number one priority, you're going to be successful. Now, is everyone going to oh, go to your open house? No. You know, sometimes your, your signs will blow over. They get run over. You know, it's just occupational hazards, but you just keep going. And a lot of this advice is, is from my mom. You know, uh, even in, after the number of years that I've been in the business, you know, we all take our knocks. Things sometimes they don't close. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, your personality doesn't mesh. You know, uh, when I, I actually tell people at open houses, not only am I here to showcase the property, but I'm here to meet people who, who we, we can work together, that we have similar uh, strategies about getting you into a home. The reality is, you know, if you're looking two or three years for a home, you just don't have a home yet. You know, you might want to say, hey, you know what? I like your approach. I want to give you a shot. I want to talk to you about it. Or you might, you know, talk to David or whatever the case is. But those things really will help you get into the right property. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, we're running a bit on time, I'm sure. Yeah, we are. Yeah. He, he always gives me the little nudge. <laughs> All right. So uh, what I want to do is uh, give you guys a couple minutes here to uh, take a look at the camera. You guys can pick, maybe flip a coin, who wants to go first, and let them know what's the best way to contact you if they want to work with you. Um, and then after that, I'm going to ask you to tag somebody who you think would be a good person to have on the podcast. Okay. All right. All right. So who's going to go first? I don't know how to tag people. <laughs> I'll show you how to do oh, it. No, no, you, you don't literally have to. I mean, you okay, can. Okay, I, I was going to duck that goose, but you're talking all these terms. I'm an old man. Go, go ahead, David. All right. I'm gonna, so uh, David Matranga, uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's going to be mortgage underscore by underscore Matranga. I also have my cell phone number. I always give my cell phone number out to all my clients because I'm always available for you 24-7. My cell phone is 619-560-2255. And you can find me on Facebook as well, David Matranga. Last name, M-A-T-R-A-N-G-A. You know it's tough when you got to spell it. Yes. All right, we went age before beauty. (laughs) Now we're going to have another hyphen. David, another hyphen, please. (laughs) Another hyphen. (laughs) But I'm Horacio Hernandez, and I'm a broker associate with uh, HomeSmart. Everything is Broker Horacio. So Broker and then my first name, Horacio, H-O-R-A-C-I-O. 
My phone number is 619-855-6255, brokerhoracio at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to being of service anytime that I can be. Awesome. All right, guys. Who do we want to tag? Who do we? Well, tag like in like in little like uh, little kids like tag your it type tag. All right. So who who are we gonna say to bring on the show? So I, I work uh, with another agent. Uh, her name is Elena Franco, and uh, today she just couldn't make it, or else we would have had a real house party here, Woo! right? A pajama jam, right? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the next time. Um, she would grace us with her her presence. She um, has also a lending background as well. And so uh, the reason why I really want her to come on is because we have similar styles and we really take go that extra step for our clients. All right. So what was your name, Ms. Franco? Elena Franco. Elena Franco. Awesome. You've been tagged. You know what? I don't want us to be the only foursome up here. So I'm actually going to tag two people that work in unison in partnership hey, with each other. Please follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my tag is going out to uh, Krista Graham and Rafi Georges. Nice. Christy and Rafi? Christy and Rafi. All right. Krista. Krista? <laughs> yeah, Krista. Oh, Krista and Rafi. Okay, okay. Another Hi- dynamic hyphen, duo. Hyphen. I, 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 me and the hyphens all night. <laughs> <you know. laughs> by David Matrenko. <laughs> Spell by, it one uh, more time, please. David by a dot underscore dot mic. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well hey thanks again for coming out um hope you guys uh enjoyed being on the podcast it's definitely a little bit different you did a good job looking at the camera by the way i don't know i'm looking everywhere yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're, there's 16 cameras back here guys and don't worry david you uh you only turn red like once hey you know right? what uh, do this little screen test there you go, there you go. <laughs> no but honestly thanks for coming out and uh sharing your guys story it means a lot there's a lot of people out there who uh, who get to learn from the experiences that you guys had, and it means a lot when you're vulnerable and, and put yourselves out there. So we really appreciate it. Okay, yeah, thanks, well, thank thanks for, for having us. us. We awesome. really appreciate it. I had a great time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or you want to be a guest on the podcast, Hernan at csfirst.com, or if you have any insurance needs, James at csfirst.com, or you can follow us on our social media feeds at Business Bros Pod. What you got? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were grabbing the mic like you was going to say something. <laughs> Just ready to drop it. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now. Or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.